Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Making offers and cashing checks. What's new? What's next? With Ashley Montion. Hey guys, what's up? Ash here, bringing you what's new and what's next at Epic Real Estate. Let's get right into it and start with some wins from the Epic Pro Academy members area. A boss, he got a property assigned in Atlanta. The owner is moving to Columbus, Georgia, so he reached out to fellow REI Acer Daniel Ackerman for an assist. He's helping him line up a home for the owner to move into Columbus. He said, thanks for all your help, Daniel. Great teamwork there, you guys. That's freaking awesome. Steve, he got a single family home under contract. Chris, he got two homes under contract as well. Daniel, he has his go for close campaign initiated. He hired two new VAs. He hired Josh Miller's Facebook PPC and ad guy. He trained his staff, closed the deal with a $12,000 spread, and he closed the deal with a $5,000 spread. He also made 13 offers. Damn, Daniel, that is awesome. Keep it up. Every single week, we're so impressed by what a hard worker you are, um, and it's showing in your results. So like I said, keep it up. We're freaking rooting for you. Chris, he got one assignment closed, two contracts to purchase. He also hired a bookkeeper and a portfolio manager for his hold. Big, big win there, Chris. That's awesome. Josiah, he closed a realtor transaction and received a CTC for next week. He also started up on his next fix and flip as well. He received the funding for that and he set up an electrician and contractor. To add to Josiah's win, he also sold a flip on Monday and sold one today. He said it was his best week this whole year. That's amazing, Josiah. We're super excited to see what you're going to do in 2020. Ryan, he said he was extremely humbled by this last Zillow testimonial. This is what it said. Ryan is single-handedly responsible for getting me out of foreclosure status and allowing me to move back home with my family. He did the impossible. He took my house that was in horrible condition and restored it. To God be the glory. He put Ryan in my life at the right time. Uh, Ryan closed his win by saying, wins come in many forms, blessed to be part of something greater than oneself. That's just amazing, Ryan. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, um, it's a great service that everybody's doing here and you did something great for this person. So, you know, kudos to you. Alrighty, you guys. So that's all that I have for you for what's new. Let's quickly go into what's next. So update on the Epic Intensive. Um, the dates for that have actually changed to May 5th through the 7th. Those are finalized. May 5th, 6th, and 7th um, next year are going to be when we're going to be hosting that next event. It's going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada. We have yet to settle on a location, but once we do, you guys will be the very, very first to know. We're super, super excited for this next intensive. And if you'd like to sign up so you can be notified about more details as we get closer, go to epicintensive.com. You can enter your email there and we'll be sure to send you some updates. 
Alrighty, so that's all that I have for you guys today. This is the second to last what's new and what's next before the new year. And um, it's been a great, great year. And I'm sure you've heard this on the podcast from Matt, but uh, don't slow down. I mean, the holidays, of course, it's a time to, to chill and relax and, and get your head straight. Um, but everyone else is slowing down. So um, keep it, just keep it up. Keep pushing those wins through and you know, let's all get together and start 2020 strong. Alrighty, so I'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the show. This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. So welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. I've got a fantastic show for you today. What I did is I, I went through my Rolodex and I pulled out three of the most prolific and successful real estate investors in the country. And I just kind of brought us together and I'm going to have like a little mastermind session. So if you want to kind of, you know, just be the fly on the wall and listen in and and uh, enjoy. We did this a couple weeks ago, had a great response, and I just thought, let's do it again. So I am joined by two of them. Uh, the third one hasn't shown up yet. Maybe he'll show up in the middle of the show. But uh, let's go ahead and I'll introduce you to who is here right now. So uh, Tim and Tom, glad you guys could make it. So just start by telling me a little bit about yourself, what market you're in, and then what your current business looks like today. So Tim, go ahead and take the lead. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, my name is Tim Mai. I'm here in the Houston, Texas market. Uh, I've been in this market um, for a long time, since 87. But uh, I started investing in 2002 um, and, um, you know, have done everything from uh, yeah, wholesaling to, to, you know, rehabbing, landlording. Uh, nowadays, uh, a year ago, I started my hard money lending business. So I've been doing a lot more of that uh, lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, you know we um, we do all kinds of uh, different marketing, and um, you know we'll talk more, I'm sure later. But you know one of the big ones that we uh, that we've been focusing a lot on is MOS listed properties, which normally wow. don't get talked about a lot. Right. Uh, but we'll we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. Hey, super. Thanks, Tim. Tom. So, Matt, I got to tell you, I always get told that I look young for my age, but Tim, you're 16 years old. How are you doing this? (laughs) (laughs) What is going on around here? I do not look young for my 39 years. I can tell you that anymore. Uh, So, Tom Kroll, I am a wholesaler. Uh, I run a wholesaling uh, company here in Port St. Lucie, Florida. It's a little tiny, tiny town. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I'm also a wholesaling coach. Um, my wholesaling business runs 100% without me. And that's my most favorite thing in the whole world. So uh, besides meeting my assistant on Thursday for brunch at 10 o'clock, that's really my only involvement. Sometimes cherry picking a property for my portfolio, but but that's about it. Rest of the time, got five kids who require a lot of attention and I'm happy to spend time with them. So that, that's the majority of my day with, with Julian and the five L's, Logan, Lacey, Lily, Lucas, and Levi, and our dog. <laughs> 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 that's I love it. that. It's good. You know, we, before we started recording, we were just talking about the uh, rich dad, poor dad, and some of our favorite quotes. And, and as Thomas, sounds like you have a real business by the definition of that business in that book. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I Robert Kiyosaki is, I'm, um, I'm, um, really proud to say is now a friend of mine, but 
really, I owe a lot of it. It started with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but my brother, Todd Toback, you know, he, he got me uh, really clear on what do you want? I said, I want a business, not a job. And, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, having a cap on your financial aspirations and all that stuff. But uh, starting with the end in mind has, and just using my mentors to get where I want to be, that's, it's awesome. And Rich Dad, Poor Dad planted an awesome seed. There's no doubt yeah. about that. He's kind of the, the, the mentor for us all in the beginning, right? Yeah. Right. For sure. Yep. So, Tim, I mean, you kind of touched on it in your introduction, and we're talking about uh, my first question was, what is your, your best source of off-market deals at the moment? But it sounds like you're picking uh, on-market deals, and you're having a lot of success there. Explain to me how that's working for you. The best source for off-market deals uh, right now is actually targeting very specific type of properties and mailing to them. So we're, we're doing um, uh, additions, uh, square foot. So we're, we're looking for really small properties, six, 700 square feet, adding another, you know, uh, yeah, five, you know, uh, you know, getting them to about 1,200 to 1,500 square feet, basically. Okay. So we're looking for, you know, so we look for these like sort of obsolete properties um, and turning them down. Sometimes if it's a neighborhood that, um that uh, makes sense for us to turn into a duplex so we get higher rentals. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll do that. Uh, so that's that's a so we don't go the you know the traditional uh, the, the traditional direct mail to absentee owners and high equity the the, the same way we used to anymore. Uh, simply because it's just the cost the cost of marketing on those have gotten quite a bit high sure, for, for sure. our market. The internet um, kind of broke up just a little bit, Tim. So how are you actually contacting those owners? I didn't hear that part. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. No, we do direct mail to them, uh, but we okay. but we but we're targeting you know a very specific market. Yeah. Got it. Got it. All right. I missed that part. Perfect. And then uh, tell me about your MLS deals that you're doing. What, what, how's that working for you? Yeah. So we um you know we basically uh, created a software, have virtual assistant that runs them, and uh, we send out anywhere from a hundred to two hundred offers a day. Just you know blanket offers for properties that are. Uh, two hundred and fifty thousand and under in our market. Uh, so mm-hmm. typically, those you know those type of properties, um, cash flow type, you know rentals uh, type properties, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we just do blind offers, and, uh, and that's you know that's how we do. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, a girl Christy Sertwell was on our Mastermind Monday session, and uh, she works here in, in Long Beach, California, and that's kind of how she does it. She, how she got started, sending out two hundred offers a week, and uh, you know, just whatever stuck is how she got her deal. So um, I, I imagine in your market, though, if you're looking for cash flow and deals, you don't have to get the deepest of discounts for those properties to actually work for you, right? That's correct. Yeah. I mean, some of them, we do get pretty good discounts, especially if they need a lot of repairs. Uh, they, yeah. I mean, they, um, you know, most of them, you're right. They don't meet the, the normal rehabbers uh, margin, but for a landlord margin, they, they definitely do. But yeah, sometimes we get lucky, and mm-hmm. uh, we, we you know the, the the more repairs the the property needs typically is the deeper the discount that we get. Right, Tom will get you in just a second. But I got another question based off of that, uh, Tim. So when you send out two hundred offers and you do it in an automated process, what is your automated uh, calculation for the actual right. number that goes on the offer? Yeah. So. The manual part that we do, um, you know, is one of the virtual assistants will look at the pictures to categorize the condition of the property. So is it, you know, excellent? Is it good? Okay, bad? 
Uh, and based on that, uh, you know, based on the condition, we'll, we'll offer them anywhere from 50 to 70% of the list price. Got it. Um, and in, in our market, um, we have found that the, the agents are pretty reasonable to list it. Uh, you know, the ask is value um, based on the condition of the property. I've seen markets where even though the condition is really bad, they still list it really high. Mm-hmm. So in markets like that, we would have to adjust our, our offer down. But in our market, you know, 50 to 70%, depending on, you know, if it's bad, it's 50%. If it's good, it's 70%, like that. So you're using the listing price as the starting point? Correct. Got it. Cool. Thanks. So Tom, what's your favorite source of off-market deals at the moment? We are still using direct mail. We love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we love direct mail. It's consistent. It's simple. To Tim's point, the uh, cost for marketing, the conversion rate, they've gone up a little bit. Um, but we find that it still pretty much offers. What we've gotten really innovative about is coming up with new lists. Uh, Tim, kind of you touched on that, but really specializing the list. Um, one list that's been really, really hot for us right now has been the unknown equity list. There are a few lists that are not really used heavily. One of the known criteria is how much equity is unknown. How long, when was the last sale date unknown? Um, that's something that has been getting missed a lot lately. And then just your good old tax delinquent list directly from the county is best. Code violation list. Those lists are just consistently. Now in our tribe, we have a lot of people who like, they do cold calling and they have found other ways to, to find these properties. But uh, for me personally, in Port St. Lucie, I still like direct mail. It crushes. We, it's so consistent. Right. It's like a machine. It's amazing how what the calling is getting right now. I mean, this is something what I did in massive volume probably 11 years ago, and I never want to do that again. And, you know, the, the, uh, the do not call list came out, and I can kind of crush that whole thing. Everyone just kind of stopped because everyone was afraid of that DNC list. And now everyone's like, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I was like, are you nuts? Like, I'd rather much, you know, perfect my marketing and get people to call me first. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, you know, it really comes down to um, in some markets, it's really cost effective, right? Because yeah. uh, some of those competitive markets and if you have that grit and that determination and, you know, you know, we're kind of like already a little bit seasoned. So mm-hmm. I don't want to say that where's the edge off, but I think what happens is like, you know, we get, we kind of build a life as, of as few inconveniences as possible, right? So I think what happens right. is that, um, you know, if you have a, a a guy who's energetic and young and he wants to make, you know, use a, a, a triple dialer and, and make 300 calls a day. Um, I think it's a numbers game. I mean, they're going to find deals on that cold call. Sure. Sure, that, that's a big if Tom. And there's a lot of people out there saying, I love it. I love it. I said, like, you haven't done it long enough. You haven't yeah. done it. Very much. <laughs> well, I will, I will say this, uh, get someone else to do it. Uh, right. Then, Right. That's the key. Don't right. do not do it yourself. Uh, yeah, and I think when you combine it too, like if you combine, so for example, the text they link with the cold calling, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you combine specialized lists like that, it becomes a lot more effective. Because um, I mean, we do skip tracing on on text delinquent, and we'll call them. You know, we have a virtual assistant that we'll call them, um, and so we get a much better return than just calling some random list or you know not as right. qualified list. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I was, I was, a, I had 200 dials a day. We didn't have robo dialers back then, but I did 200 dials a day and I did that for about a year and a half. And anyone that says that they love cold calling, it's great. I was like, you haven't done it long enough. It takes a very <laughs> unique specific individual to be able to do that for, for the long term. But God bless them. If it's working, I ain't going to get in your way. If you're happy, then yeah. I'm happy. 
I'm just curious, Tim, you said 200 offers a day and I'm just thinking about this. I mean, that's pretty interesting. How many, what's like some of the numbers on that conversion ratios? I mean, are you getting mostly rejections? I'm just, I mean, if it's all right, I'd like to just kind of pick your brain on that just for a second. What, what does that look like? So just out of clarify, 200, is that a day or a week? A day. Wow. Okay. Day, yeah. yeah. Remember Houston market's pretty big. So like we have that many, uh, you know, listings for us to make offers to out of 200, you know, we'll get like a deal a week out of that. Uh, you know, so the conversion is not that great, you know, it's mostly automated. And so, um, our cost of acquisition is uh, the cost of the virtual assistant, basically. Okay. Um, and uh, a lot of them, you know, they, they won't bother respond, responding to us. Uh, some of them will respond uh, and give us a, a, an amount that they, that basically they counter us. Right. And it's, it's the ones that counter us are the ones that we go after the most. Because now we have a dialogue going and we'll, we'll build deeper relationship with them, even if it's not for this deal, for future deals. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that, I, do you get a lot of kickback on that? Just like a lot of people who, I mean, are, have you been doing it for a long time or did you just start? I'm just wondering like what kind of long-term effects in the market that would have with. Yeah, no, I haven't gotten any. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not the one to read the email, so I, I'm kind of sh- filter <laughs> shelter from, <laughs> from the responses <laughs> but generally speaking no i mean you know, you know b- because of the so for example if it's an excellent property we don't send them offers so what that means is that you know uh, if it's a such a great property you know um they're not going to see our lowball offer and so the, back then when we first did it and we we sent an offer to everyone we get more um you know, negative responses that way. It's okay. like, it's mm-hmm. perfect condition. What are you doing? You're lowballing us, right? right. right. Uh, but for the most part, no, I mean, you know, the, the agents are willing to work with us. Yeah. That's and is this just an offer sent via email to a realtor's email address? Correct. Yeah. That's how it goes? Yeah. Right. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's sent from a, from a Gmail t- to their account. So it looks, it's, everything is very personalized. It's right. mail merge, you know, that. So right. it's not like sent from a, mailing list or anything like that uh and the email is mail merge so it's very specific to that property all the numbers that has to do with that property awesome awesome you create that yourself yeah sure did I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. <laughs> uh, that's funny so uh tom let me ask you what trend are you seeing in your business or your market right now that has you concerned and how is it changing the way you operate yeah so i think that I've kind of already brought it up. I think in some of those bigger markets, um, Dallas, Chicago, Houston, San Diego, Los Angeles, uh, Miami, when those, uh, when those marketing channels start to change, I think what you have to do is you don't have to panic, right? You don't have to switch and pivot, but what you can do is you can double down right? Because the new guys coming into a market are not going to be able to keep up with the guy who's going to double down on the marketing channel. and um, Or you can pivot. But I, I think the key takeaway here is that, you know, you're asking me a question of what am I worried about? What have I seen changing? I think the fact that you're asking me that question, it shows who you are as a person, right? Because the reason you're successful, Matt, right, is because 
you see things changing because you're tracking your numbers, right? So I think the key is for anybody who's listening, who's just getting started, when you talk to someone, you know, even anyone who's making even 50K a month or more, you're going to find that those people are noticing things changing in all areas because they're tracking their KPIs. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first thing. And the second thing is, um, the other way I think to solve that problem is to go big in one channel. So when, you, when I talk to somebody and they're struggling, they'll say, well, you know, I, I, I did a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I sent out some bandit signs and some letters and I talked to some agents. And, um, but typically the guys and girls who they just totally dominate one channel in their market, uh, when things start to get a little shaky, what I notice is successful guys and girls are doing is they just double down. You know, they increase it. They don't, they don't pivot right, right at that moment. So, um, but yeah, I think in some of those bigger markets, you're seeing some of that. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, agree with that. Uh, double down, I mean, definitely. I mean, that would certainly work. I think what's more important is to, to double down on the consistency to make sure that you don't yeah. skip a day, right? Yeah. You know, anyone can be consistent, but not everyone will. And for me, I see that as the opportunity. So, Tim, what would your answer be to that? What has you concerned and how is it changing the way you do your business? You know, we do look at like the niche markets and like specialize and get really good with those. You know, so, so a lot of what we do, like I said, you know, other people don't do it. And, and in terms of the consistency, I try to find ways that I can automate as much as possible. So that way the consistency is not dependent be consistent <laughs> you know uh whether it's software whether it's virtual assistants it's like you know that that system you know having that system run like tom was saying earlier about his business you know um and so yeah that's how i find to be consistent but i love going sort of uh deep into a specific uh niche within the market mm-hmm. uh you know a niche that not so many people compete in narrow your focus rather than that focus being dispersed right right super um, let's see. Let me ask. I got a list of questions here, but sometimes they get answered when I ask another question. So let me ask you this, Tom. What's the biggest mistake you've made this year and what did you learn from it? Oh, man. Are we talking personally or in real estate? <laughs> it, well, I, I will tell which, you. Which one of the five kids is it? <laughs> well, they were all surprises. I will tell you that. So, so here's what I would say is I, I absolutely know the answer to this question. And, um, and I have to thank uh, a few people. Uh, definitely Jason Medley from Collective Genius and definitely Matt Saunders from Collective Genius. But here's what I will tell you is that what I learned is whatever you appreciate and uh, whatever you ignore, uh, whatever you ignore, it disintegrates and, and breaks down. And that's mm. what happened with my uh, rental portfolio. So what happened was I would make a lot of money. I'd cherry pick a property for my pipeline. I'd pay for it free and clear. I was like, this is great. I'm make-. If you would ask me how much money I was making on that portfolio, I would have spit out some really big number. And uh, one of my mentors um, and my older brother, Todd Tobek, said, you're crazy. You're not making what you think you're making. Sit down and let's really deep dive this. And I did that. And uh, I will tell you the lesson I learned is number one, there's no such thing as passive income that does not exist. Uh, the best, the, if you, if you want a list of super hot motivated sellers, go find a group of landlords who think that rental income is passive. And those are the best motivated sellers you'll ever find. (laughs) And, uh, you have to just pay attention to your numbers. So somebody who preaches like me about all the time about numbers, um, I, you can't just buy rental real estate and ignore it. You've got to be on it. It's now part of my weekly meeting. It's the first thing Stephanie and I discuss on Thursday mornings is the rental report. Um, 
that was my biggest mistake was buying these properties and collecting them and just thinking I'm going to be living on passive income right. and uh, no good. You got it. You got whatever you appreciate appreciates. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, passive income doesn't mean uninvolved income. Right. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's almost like zero passive income anywhere you look. Right. 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 <laughs> it doesn't exist. Even, even in your 401k, you have to look at it every quarter yeah. to see what it's doing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't and, and just, there's no and, set it and forget it. And I'll tell you just in 90 days of just every week, week in and week out, adjusting and massaging these numbers, we have made tremendous. I mean, it's going to, it's done a complete 180. Mm-hmm. So you, you got it. Yeah. It, it's key. That's my definitely biggest turnaround this year. <laughs> That's good. Good. Yeah. Tim, your biggest mistake this year. And what have you learned from it? Do, do, do I have to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a lesson, right? We're going to share the lesson. And it's funny because it seems like I never learned this lesson. I swear. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but the lesson is like when, whenever I rehab a house, I like to get the most money for it. And sometimes we get an offer that's like, oh, it's okay, you know, and then if I don't take it, sometimes I regret it, right? So, so we have a property that, um, you know, after we, re- so we bought it um, uh, after it got flooded. Um, and then this is not our Harvey flood. Houston has so many floods in the last couple of years. It's been crazy. But anyway, so, so we bought it after it was flooded. Uh, we, we, we fixed it up. And, um, and, and doing, we, doing us fixing it up, it got flooded again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, I don't know how it works, but we put, we put in, 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 in the wood flooring on Friday and Saturday morning it got flooded. It was like, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so, so we fix it up and then uh, we try to sell it. You know, we got an offer. It wasn't what I wanted. My wife said, you know, you know, it sounds good. Let's do it. I was like, no. Let's hold out for more. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we didn't sell to that buyer, and then he got flooded again. I knew oh. that was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> and, oh, you know, and, and, yeah, and, and now we're, like, having a really hard time selling this thing. Um, yeah, and, and now we're, like, way over budget because of all the flood fixing that we have to do. And But, but yeah. you know, and then, and then so Harvey... And then Harvey hit. So it's like the third flood for this house in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. And, but what I've learned from it was navigating the, 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 uh, the insurance uh, claim, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, uh, yeah, so, so lucky is that we know that property was in a flood zone. So we had flood insurance. A lot of properties in Houston that was not in a flood zone that got flooded that, you know, People kind of um, kind of get lucked out with that, but so through that process, we learn, you know, um, how to you know how to present our, our our claim so that way you know we get more money for it, we get the money faster. So now you know, I mean, been through this house, like now I don't mind flood homes at all. To me, it's like if it floods every few you know every year, every few years, that's that's even better because <laughs> it only it, it only takes a few floods to pay off the house. <laughs> <laughs> that is a positive attitude around flooding. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know my 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 two best performing investments last year were houses that burned down. So wow. I, I get it, and uh, we had them both insured for replacement value, which was double the actual market value. 
Wow. Oh, those were fantastic. That, yeah. Those were tenants? Those were those were rentals? Yeah, both rentals. Really? And they both yeah. burned down? They did. Yeah. Was that in those California fires or was it just in No, a- it was actually both in Memphis. And then one was an electrical fire and one was a mystery. So You're kidding mm. me. Wow. Yeah, no. Okay. Here's, the, here's a funny story. that the one, one of the houses that burned down was actually the first one that burned down. I was in Memphis for the only day that year or this year. <laughs> Okay. I was in Memphis for the only day this year touring all of my rentals, which I've, I don't think I've ever done. Like just made a visit to look at everything. Right. And, and we had 16 that we were going to stop by that day. And so we grouped them all together. We went by the 15 and, and we were just tired and Beale street was calling our name. We were ready to go have a beer. And, <laughs> and uh, we said, I think then they're all looking the same at this, like looking exactly the same at this point. And the other one was just a little too far. I was like, Eh, let's just, we'll forget it. We, everything's fine. So I went and I actually got a text message from my property manager while we were in the bar saying that one was on fire. Oh, oh my man. I was like, oh my God, if we would have driven by it at that very moment, we would have been watching it burn. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I start, then I really started to panic. I was like, oh my God, the, the insurance investors are going to investigate. They're going to wonder what was I doing in town on this? <laughs> I was yeah. Anyway, do you, Matt, do you get them from um, Clothier, or do you, do you just buy them out there because you like the market? I'm just curious. No, we have a, we got our own team in Memphis. We got our own team in ten different markets. Oh, you do? Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, that's uh, I had some properties that I bought out of state, but I've been struggling with them. But it's uh, so I kind of just like brought everything back home. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, I know a lot of people in that market. It's good. It's a good market. Yeah, it's a good market. And we when we talk about uninvolved income, passive income, we have one person in the office that manages the property managers in all ten states. Uh, wow, that's oh, so you have them in ten states. That's awesome. Yeah, I it's, know. It's, I... Or not ten states, ten markets. Not ten states. Okay. 10 okay. But uh, sweet. So, all right, let's, let's turn this to a more positive note. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the best book you've read in the last 12 months, and what did you find most valuable about it, Tom? Oh, man. You're a big reader, I think, right? I am a huge reader. It's going to be hard to narrow down one, um, mm-hmm. but I will tell you the best one that I have read. Uh, for, well, I will tell you this. The best one, speaking of that Rich Dad, Poor Dad book behind you, was um, Michael Singer wrote a book called The Surrender mm-hmm. Experiment read that book, total game changer, went to lunch, got a chance to meet Robert Kiyosaki. Turned out that he was into that book, huge, big fan of Michael Singer. Mm -hmm. And we started talking about that book and that's how we ended up hanging out and and it's awesome. So um, yeah, I mean, but there is a ton of them. The Surrender Experiment? The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. uh, What's it about? Oh, it's, it's a great book. I'll tell you what it's about. It really comes down to one passage in the book. It's all about learning that in this life, there are no inconveniences. There are only opportunities to serve. Got it. So all these people who are struggling and they're saying, you know, what's my why? Why? You know, what is this thing driver? One thing I've learned, I, I used to always tell people, you know, you could keep discipline. I'll take passion. It's much more powerful. But what I really found out is that purpose, that's the driver. Forget purpose will leave passion uh, in the dust. And, you know, one thing that, um, Robert Kiyosaki taught me was he said, passion is what you want to do. And purpose is what God wants you to do. And I am telling you, that is such a message. This wow. year, for me. It's just been really, I love that. yeah, I love it. It's, it's a great, book. it's everyone should check it out. 
awesome. I think the book called Driven or Drive. I think it's a pink cover, but it's about creating your, putting your um, employees and your team in positions where they actually have purpose. And that was the biggest okay. motivator and driver of the successful company. So, sweet. oh yeah, awesome, yeah. Tim. Yeah, best book last so, twelve months. What'd you learn from it, or what was what did yeah, you find? Like? Yeah, yeah, um, the five seconds, um, five seconds rule. I don't know if you heard by Mel Robbins. Yeah, that came yeah. up on our on our last episode, I think. So, oh, yeah? so it's not about how long you can keep the food on the ground that you dropped. <laughs> <laughs> you had five seconds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so I love that book a lot. You know, one of my weakness uh, in, in terms of discipline has to do with working out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's just something that I haven't, you know, made a priority in most of my life. Um, and so, so yeah, just like just going to the gym, you know, like it's a, it's a big, big effort for me. And so, yeah, that's my uh, favorite book for the last 12 months. So what is the actual uh, five second rule? Is it? Uh, yeah. So, so basically anything that you want to do, uh, you know, and the best way to get it done and overcome your, you know, your roadblock of not of your procrastination is to count down five, four, three, two, one, and then take off is where okay. you go and take that action. Right. So, uh, so that way it, 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 uh, it blocks your brain by counting down. It blocks your brain from trying to get out of that uh-huh. because like you're focused on the counting and then, you know, uh, yeah, you count down and then you, you, you go to work with that. So in my case, you know, it's like getting out of the house to go to the gym, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they wrote a whole book on that. They wrote a whole book on that. Yes. <laughs> you know, that, that book works. That book works. I will tell you, Mel Robbins is a genius because, you know, what happens is it's something as a commitment you make to yourself is not, it's the countdown. It's not the activity. Mm-hmm. It's, like it's this one thing. If I do five, four, three, two, one, and I mean, that's, that is another, that's a fantastic book. It, it works. It's, the whole book is about the scientific reasons about why it works and the psychology. Nice. But it, it's a game changer. All right. Shoot. That's two uh, sessions in a row. I have to check it out. So Tom, what's in your future right now that has you most excited and why? Oh man, we got a lot of good stuff going on, brother. <laughs> you are an excited individual, so I knew you were going to love this question. <laughs> oh, bro, well, I'll tell you what. If you gain 20 pounds and you come down to Florida and start cutting lawns and then you move into real estate, you'd be exciting too because I do not have <laughs> body type for the lawns that I was cutting before I got into real estate. <laughs> you looked a little different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was not. It's, I will tell you, so I've got a lot of stuff. You know, one of the things on my plate for this year is to say no. Um, I have seen a lot of very successful men and women drown in opportunities. So um, one thing I've been working on is uh, what to say yes to, but um, I am working on a super exciting project with my stepbrother, uh, Todd Toback, called Next Level Wholesaling. And I'm working on a really exciting program with Brian Tripp called Real Estate Investing Live. It's going to be a nationwide, um, for lack of a better word, RIA meeting. So um, we're, we're working on that. We've got some really awesome some things that we're working on for uh, the wholesaling, the main, our main coaching product. So it's mostly everything I'm working on right now is in coaching. Um, the, the, the wholesaling business, it, it essentially runs itself. We're, right now we're looking at bringing in some subject to, um, we're kind of predicting that there's going to be a little bit, uh, some of the air is going to be let out of the economy. So we're kind of stashing a lot of cash right now and getting ready to find alternatives that we can pivot to uh, when that happens. So we're doing a little preparation there. But yeah, that's what the next, that's what the rest of this year looks like. Awesome. Sounds great. I'd be excited yeah. too. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Tim, what's in your future that has you most excited and why? 
Yeah. So two things, two things. Uh, Number one, I started my hard money lending business a year ago uh, Mm -hmm. with two partners and uh, that's been, you know, growing really nicely. Um, And is that national, Tim, or is that just in Houston? It's just, just in Houston right now. You know, eventually, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take it further than that. But yeah, right now it's just in Houston. Um, So it's really cool. Like to, to, to kind of go from, you know, uh, an investor to now a lender. It's a, it's a different experience. I like it. Uh, I, uh, I, I told my assistant, like, I never really was interested in, 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 um, in the lending business that much. Because uh, to me, I think it's a really boring business. And, um, and, and now that I'm in it, I'm like, damn, this is a really boring business. But it makes really good money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the older we get, the more boring, the better. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, like I mean, I don't have, you know, it's uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you you don't have to do all the work that you have to do as an investor for sure. I got a good friend, uh, Joel Block. I don't know if you know Joel, but he's got a saying like, you hit a certain level and you really discover that the money is actually in the money, right? And uh, I agree with that. Totally. I was like, you're, you're experiencing that as well. Great. So that's number yeah. one. What's number two? Yeah, so n- number two is, uh, so, so part of Harvey, um, the city of Houston was awarded a billion dollars from the federal government. Um, and, and right now they're working on, they, they're, they're putting up bids for a $400 million contract to remodel low-income uh, neighborhoods in Houston uh, for the homeowners that were affected by Harvey. And uh, they're going to award this $400 million to six different companies, and we're applying to be one of those six. And so, you know, if we get this contract, I mean, you know, it'll be, it'll be a lot of work. But uh, it's, it, it, to me, it's just really cool to make that kind of a difference, at, you, know, and, you know, from, from a disaster like, like, right. like Harvey, you know. That's awesome. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you're going to be busy for a while with that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like, rehab five houses a day for the next five years. Right? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you sub it out, but yeah. <laughs> Quite the infrastructure to build, but but good luck to you. That, that'd be a great yeah. story. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah super. Yeah. So, Tom, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Wholesaling Inc. Uh, www.wholesalinginc.com is the best way uh, to do that. All the info is right there at wholesalinginc.com. That's it. Perfect. Great. Tim, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so if you're in the Houston market, uh, go to texasfastfunding.com, texasfastfunding.com. If you're you know, outside of Houston, uh, go to dodealscash.com. Uh, I have an affiliate um, you know, to loan money outside of, the, outside of my market. So. Super. And Facebook me, of course. <laughs> great, great. Well, thanks for participating on this episode of Master My Money. Let's do it again soon. Yep. Bam. Sweet. All righty. <laughs> So if you'd like to do deals, you'd like to build wealth, stay tuned right here. We're here seven days a week now. We hold nothing back, as you can tell by today. But if you'd like to go fast, go to reiace.com. Alrighty, so until next week, I'm Matt Terrio. To your success, God bless. Live in the dream. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.